Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Our verse today is Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Jesus teaches that we can receive forgiveness from God only as we forgive others. It is the love of God that draws us unto Him, and that love cannot touch our hearts without creating love for our brethren. He who is unforgiving cuts off the very channel through which alone he can receive mercy from God. We should not think that unless those who have injured us confess the wrong, we are justified in withholding from them our forgiveness. It is their part, no doubt, to humble their hearts by repentance and confession, but we are to have a spirit of compassion toward those who have trespassed against us, whether or not they confess their faults. However sorely they may have wounded us, we are not to cherish our grievances and sympathize with ourselves over our injuries. But as we hope to be pardoned for our offenses against God, we are to pardon all who have done evil to us. But forgiveness has a broader meaning than many suppose. When God gives the promise that he will abundantly pardon, he adds, as if the meaning of that promise exceeded all that we could comprehend, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's forgiveness is not merely a judicial act by which he sets us free from condemnation. It is not only forgiveness for sin, but reclaiming from sin. It is the outflow of redeeming love that transforms the heart. God in Christ gave himself for our sins. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 to 23, is some wonderful promises. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer for it, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return, and when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. I'm pretty sure I don't know much of this kind of selfless love in my life, and if you, like I, have spent most of your life avoiding suffering and doing everything you can to deliver yourself from it, in all its forms, physically as well as socially and every other way, it's a new thought to simply stop floundering and struggling. Commit your circumstances to Christ and be willing to suffer what he allows to bring us to a place of surrender. We know he is able to deliver us when he's ready. He knows what we are going through. His hand is not shortened that he cannot save or help us. He has not forgotten us. He is able to give us relief and healing when he's ready or deliver to us the information we need so that we can do what we need to do. It can come in many different forms, something we read, something we hear, something someone shares with us, 
We can know that Jesus is providing the information we need, the knowledge to move ahead. Are we willing to wait for it? Or do you, like I, look around immediately and begin trying to solve my problems? Let's pray for guidance. I know that we all need it. I know I do. Dear Jesus, we bow and surrender. Give us a meek and quiet spirit, Lord. For this one listening, I pray a clear, open-door message that they will know what your will is in their healing. Give them peace. And if there is something that they can do that falls in the parameters of the laws of health, please reveal it to them that they may be healed in all other forms that they need to be healed. We thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Please join me again tomorrow morning, just for a few minutes. Meditation, prayer, and promise.